This podcast is brought to you by Podcast Nation. I can't believe I'm saying this. This episode is brought to you by Lola V, an award-winning hair care line by the one and only Jennifer Aniston. Why did Jennifer Aniston start a hair care company? Because she was tired of choosing between hair products that work and hair products that are actually good for us. But thanks to Lola V, we never have to choose again. No silicones, no sulfates, parabens, or gluten. And of course, it's cruelty-free and vegan. The glossing detangler and perfect conditioner are my personal favorites. Not only do they repair the look of damaged hair, but they also shield it from future harm. The first step to unlocking confidence in your dating life and your daily life is feeling confident about your hair. So unlock Jennifer Aniston approved hair at lolav.com. And as listeners of Seeing Other People, you're getting an exclusive 15% off off of your entire order when you use code Seeing Other People at checkout. That's 15% off your entire order at lolavie.com with promo code Seeing Other People. Please note you can only use one promo code per order and discounts can't be combined. After your purchase, they will ask you where you heard about them. Please, please, please support Seeing Other People and let them know that I sent you. You guys are in for a treat because support for today's episode comes from the best of the best, Jenny Kane. And yes, there is a discount, so keep on listening. You know that feeling when you get a new sweater and it instantly becomes basically another layer of your skin? Like you wear it everywhere for everything all the time. Okay, well, Jenny Kane has become my literal uniform. And if you don't know Jenny Kane, I'm pretty much about to change your life because Jenny Kane's clothes did that to mine. Jenny Kane is a California brand with luxurious staples that will transform your closet. Think minimalist and effortless, but totally refined. They have the coziest cashmere sweaters and iconic accessories that will elevate your everyday basics. I don't know if I wear my cashmere fisherman hoodie or my cropped cashmere cocoon cardigan more. All I know is that I cannot live without either of them. Whether it's a cozy night in with the girls, a dinner date with Jake, or catching a flight to Florida to see my parents, these sweaters are perfect for every single occasion. And I couldn't be happier when I'm wearing them because I'm so comfy. And you guys know me. I always choose comfort over how something looks. But with Jenny Kane, I don't have to choose because I get comfort and I get style. All right. So we have the discount code coming for you. Find your new uniform at JennyKane.com. Seeing other people listeners get 15% off their first order when you use code SOP at checkout. That's 15% off your first order at J-E-N-N-I-K-A-Y-N-E.com. Promo code SOP, S-O-P. Let getting dressed be one less thing to worry about. Hey guys, it's Alana and welcome back to another episode of Seeing Other People. Together, we're navigating modern dating alongside experts and real life daters who are sharing their stories. Don't have a date for tonight? No problem. Come learn, laugh, and maybe even cry along with us as we navigate the dating scene together. Hey guys, it's Alana and welcome back for another episode of Seeing Other People. How are you guys doing? I hope wherever you are, it is a beautiful day out. I hope you're getting some of that spring weather in. I hope the allergies are not allergying too much because they are for me. I'm like probably high on Zyrtec right now from how much I've taken. Zyrtec and Allegra D literally have like gotten me through the last few weeks, but I'm like kind of also not surviving. I literally was walking Barkley the other day and I looked up and it looked like it was no, not raining. It looked like... it looked like it was snowing, but it wasn't snowing because it was 70 degrees out. It was snowing allergies. There was just like pollen everywhere. And I'm not well from it. But hopefully you guys don't have as bad of allergies as me. I really don't want wish that wouldn't wish that upon my worst enemy. Um, today, we have such a fun episode. We have Natalie Barbu on the podcast. Natalie is a YouTuber. She is the host of the Real Real podcast. And she is the founder of Rella, which is a tool that helps influencers and creators run their business. I actually am a huge fan of Rella. I use it like religiously for all of my content planning and all of that. And Natalie has been YouTubing and podcasting for so long. I feel like she's somebody who when I got into the field, like I really looked up to her and I still do. She is so just like real and genuine and she's such a hard worker and she has just really inspired me and and so many people I know. So it's an honor to have her here. And I'm so excited for this episode. Before we get into it, I want to just shout out some of my favorite dating wins from the last week. So let's look at those. I'm going to pull them up right now because I did not do my homework and come prepared. But okay, here we go. Dating wins. Also, thank you guys so much for sending these in. These literally make me so happy and like make my weekend every weekend. All right. We have went from situationship to relationship to me moving abroad to be together. That is so awesome. and. 
first of all, I'm really proud and happy for you that you went from situationship to relationship because I find that is very rare. And I know I've done polls before and the studies show that it is very rare, but it's not impossible. It just takes a lot of open communication. And so I'm really proud of you and so fun that you moved abroad to be with this person. I want to hear more about that. Somebody said, I am slowly falling for a guy who didn't pique my interest at all for the first two dates. Okay, love a slow burn. And I love that you continue to give this person a chance, even though you weren't like head over heels from the beginning. I'm seeing a lot there were like a lot of wins submitted this past week about giving people a second or third date that you didn't feel that spark with and having it go well. And I think that's something that we all can kind of encourage ourselves to do, you know, not everybody is sparky and opens up and is super like, gives you a super fiery connection from the beginning. A lot of people take a little more time to like peel back those layers and feel super comfortable and confident and show all of the different sides of them. And I think it's beautiful to give yourself and give that person the time to connect on a deeper level. So I love that. Somebody said, finally finding my person after self-work. I love that. And I'm so proud of you and happy for you that you took the time to do the self-work. Someone said, I'm finally feeling ready to be single and happy about it. That is so wonderful. And that makes me so happy. And that is something we're going to talk a lot about today, which is a great segue into the episode because Natalie recently went through a breakup. Uh, She and her partner of four years broke up about eight months ago. And so we are going to talk about the breakup about, you know, ending a relationship with somebody who you spent four years, that's like a huge chunk of your time with Natalie's 27. So this was like the majority of her 20s she spent with this person and deciding to break up definitely wasn't an easy decision and healing from that and kind of getting back into just being yourself without that other person that takes a long time. And then of course, when you start to talk about dating again, getting back out there, that's a whole other layer. So we're going to talk all about breaking up decisions to break up how you know, someone isn't right for you. Um, Sometimes it's harder to break up with somebody when you love them. And there's nothing fundamentally wrong in the relationship. You're not fighting, nobody cheated, nobody did anything. That can be sometimes an even more painful breakup than when somebody did do something wrong by you. Um, We're going to talk about getting back out there and how to have fun being single, which I know we all need a lot of help with. So really excited that we have Natalie here to share that with us. And we're going to answer some listener questions. So stay tuned, get excited. This episode is so great. I am super excited for you guys to hear it. Natalie Barbu, welcome to seeing other people. How are you? Hi, I'm good. How are you? I'm good. I'm so excited to have you here. I'm also so excited that, and this is so weird to say, we finally met in person. Which I didn't realize that that was our first time meeting in person. So when you said that, I was like, wait, no, it's not. I was like, we've definitely met before, but we haven't. And that's crazy. We hadn't. I feel like that keeps happening to me where I'm like seeing people now in person for the first time where like I've spoken to them for like two plus years. And it's so weird because it doesn't feel like it. No, I think now with like social media and I don't even think we've ever, well, you've been on my podcast before. Um, have I been on this podcast before? Is this my first time? No, I think this is your first time, which is super weird and makes no sense to me, but okay. Yeah, no. So (laughs) it's like, I, I know we've talked on my podcast and I always feel like when you're talking to someone on a podcast, you feel like you already have met them because you're face to face for like 45 minutes. Also, I have to just make a comment. This is like a side note. If I talk like I have a lisp, it's because I like burnt the, can I burnt the heck out of my, the roof of my mouth. And so like I now it's like so swollen and I oh my god what'd you burn it on some tea so I just like chugged some I like like, had a big sip and like I've never had a burn this bad all over like my tongue and my mouth so if I'm like talking a little funny that's why (laughs) first of all you're perfect second of all I'm so sorry because there's nothing worse than a pain in your mouth whether it's like a burn or you bit the inside of your like that is the worst feeling in the world and it's one of those things where you're like please god take this away from me and any day that I feel good for the rest of my life I will never forget how (laughs) like how good it feels to feel good because of how bad I feel right now (laughs) yeah I'm like so how long does this take to heal like (laughs) oh my god well from 
I actually do have a lisp and I was in speech therapy for like half of my childhood. So you're perfect. Don't worry. And I don't, you don't sound weird at all. Okay. I was like, I don't know if I, I I feel like I sound like I have a lot of, I guess not a lisp, but I feel like I have like stuff in my mouth, you know, when your like mouth is crowded, like you have like a retainer Like that's, that's what I feel like right now. So did, did you have a retainer or like intense braces growing up? Oh, I had braces for like four plus years. I had braces for so long. My teeth were messed up. Like I also had a spacer in my mouth before I had a, uh, before I had braces, which is like you literally, it was on the roof of your mouth and you had to twist, like twist it to get tight in your teeth, I guess. And food would always get stuck in it. So it was really gross. I did not have a spacer, but I had also had braces for four years from fourth grade to eighth grade and I had headgear. Oh, I never had headgear. Yeah. But I I was fourth to eighth grade also, which is really funny because I feel like we were kind of early to have them. Yeah. Yeah. And it's so funny because that was one of those things where like, I remember when I was in like second and third grade and other kids had braces. I was like, that's so cool. I want those. No. Don't wish for that. I know. And I'm just glad, you know, we didn't have them in high school and that's, that's good. We'll take it. Anywho, that's not what we're here to talk about. (laughs) Natalie, you are to me like such an impressive person. You're the definition of like a girl boss. You're somebody who I feel like you've always, you've had big dreams and you've like gone for all of them. For those who are unfamiliar with you, like how would you describe yourself or what you're doing right now? Just kind of give everyone a little bit of background on Natalie. Well, thank you. That's very, very sweet. Um, I, I'm also so inspired by your podcast because you take your podcast to another level and I'm like, why can't I do that? <laughs> so thank you. thank you. Um, but yeah, I'm Natalie. I'm a content creator and also the founder and CEO of a startup called Rella. And what it is, is a digital workspace for content creators to help manage their content, manage their business. So anywhere from like scheduling and planning posts to even like tracking brand deals and like tracking your goals. Um, and I also have a podcast called the real, real podcast. I, remember like I when I first got into doing a podcast I like looked at the real real as like this is like so cool like this podcast is what I like want to be and what I want to like work towards um and I am obsessed with Rella I like actually use it so often so thank you for building something that is beneficial to me um I appreciate it so so much (laughs) it like really is so helpful um okay I want to talk about what's going on in your dating life, which the conversation really starts with a breakup you recently went through. You and your partner were together for four years, right? Yeah. Brave the uncomfortable. Those are the words engraved on my bracelet that have gotten me through some of the most anxiety-inducing moments over the last few years. And that's why I could not be more excited to encourage you all to get a Presently bracelet of your own with a phrase that resonates with you. Presently is a line of mindfulness bracelets engraved with words inspired by cognitive behavioral therapy. The brand was started by two sisters, Lindsay and Emily, who have obsessive compulsive disorder, aka OCD, and anxiety. They realized that when stuck in an anxiety spiral, it's hard to put into practice the tools that they learned in therapy sessions. They looked and looked for bracelets that could serve as reminders to interrupt that spiral, but they couldn't find anything besides the cheesy good vibes only and no bad days types of messaging. They started Presently to bring more authenticity to self-help anxiety management. And as someone who has had a Presently bracelet for three years, I mean it when I say it really makes a difference. So whether you need encouragement to make it onto that date that you've been anxious about, a calming mantra to get you through a big day at work, or simply a reminder that you're not alone, Presently has your back. Their bracelets are so beautiful and elevated, and they also make amazing gifts. And I know because I have gifted a few over the years, and my friends were so excited to get one and have worn them ever since. There are six phrases to choose from. And if you're indecisive, there's a quiz that you can take to help you choose the perfect reminder for your anxiety. Plus, 5% of each bracelet is donated to your choice of four mental health nonprofits. I wholeheartedly love and support Presently, and I know that your Presently bracelet will bring you as much comfort as mine has brought me. So head to presentlybracelets.com. That's P-R-E-S-E-N-T-L-Y bracelets.com for 10% off your order using code seeing other people. Raise your hand if you have dating anxiety. All right. All right. I know that everyone has their hands up and I get it. 
I had debilitating anxiety when I was single. And even when I first started dating Jake, I kept waiting for the other shoe to drop. And I know that is not a good way to feel and that is not a fun way to date. And I get it. It can be hard to find an anxiety relief tactic that works for you. That's why I'm so excited to introduce you to a new one that has helped me dramatically with my wedding and work stress and anxiety over the last few months. And trust me, there's been a lot of it. Sunset Lake CBD is an amazing company that not only has helped me feel so much better, but they also have a really cool history and mission. Sunset Lake CBD is a majority employee-owned hemp farm located right outside of Burlington, Vermont. As farmers, they believe in providing only top-shelf CBD and hemp products at fair prices. So they cut out the middlemen and they ship their CBD straight from their farm to your door, which means that their CBD is affordable and trusted because CBD and anxiety relief can help everyone and they want it to be accessible to anyone. Trust me when I say that when I'm stressed or anxious, my sleep is the first thing to go. But despite everything I have going on right now, I've been taking a sleep gummy before bed and my sleep scores on my aura ring have been through the roof. Plus, I'm finding myself relaxing more at night and being able to turn off my work brain and my anxiety with the help of their CBD gummy bears and reishi infused chews. Whether you want to sleep better, relax better, focus better, recover better, or anything in between, Sunset Lake CBD has something for everyone. So check them out today at sunsetlakecbd.com and use code SOP for 20% off your order. That's code SOP for 20% off farmer-owned, Vermont-grown Sunset Lake CBD. Shout out to Claritin for supporting this episode and providing us with samples. When I first started seeing other people, some of my closest friends and family could not believe it. Not because they didn't think I was capable of being a podcast host, but because I usually can't get through a sentence without sniffling. And during allergy season, forget about it. My seasonal allergies are debilitating, and my sinus congestion and pressure has always left me feeling so sick. But luckily, for those of us who live with the symptoms of allergies, we can live Claritin Clear with Claritin D. Designed for serious allergy sufferers, Claritin D has two powerful ingredients in just one pill that relieve your allergy symptoms and decongest your nose so you can breathe better. This double action combination of prescription strength allergy medicine and the best decongestant available relieves sneezing, a runny nose, itchy and watery eyes, an itchy nose and throat, and sinus congestion and pressure with ease. Claritin D has truly transformed my life. Not only can I breathe better and sleep better since taking Claritin D, but I also can get through the day so much smoother. I used to have to cancel plans because of how bad my allergies were. I'd go through a tissue box a week, sometimes more, and my eyes were always watery. But Claritin D's fast symptom relief starts working on allergies with nasal congestion in as little as 30 minutes, and it tackles nasal congestion caused by allergies or a cold and also relieves sinus congestion and pressure due to allergies. It's truly the greatest thing I've ever come across and I am so grateful that I found it and started using it. Are you ready to live life as if you don't have allergies? It's time to live Claritin clear. Fast and powerful relief is just a quick trip away. Find Claritin D at the pharmacy counter. Ask for Claritin D at your local pharmacy counter. You don't even need a prescription. Go to Claritin.com right now so you can live Claritin clear. Use as directed. What yeah, happened? So, so, yeah, we were together for four years, and I'm someone that I have never been single. So I, I'll take it back to, like, early days, I guess. I had my first boyfriend when I was about to turn 18, so I was 17 still. Um, and I remember at that time when I was 17, I had never had a boyfriend before, but I still felt really late. And now looking back, I'm like, oh, my God, I was so young when I first started dating. But in high school, everyone had relationships like freshman, sophomore, junior, senior year. I didn't have my first boyfriend until the end of senior year. And I felt like so late. I was like, oh, my God, I can't believe I went most of high school without ever being in a relationship. And it, that just like made me super insecure for some reason. Um, so I got a boyfriend. We dated for probably like a year and a half, a year to a year and a half. Um, and then pretty much like three months later, I started dating one of my like friends like one of my guy friends and so I had already known him and we started hanging out once I broke up with once me and my boyfriend broke up and I started dating him like three months later we were together for like three years so a really long time but it didn't feel serious you know it was college and like looking back at that relationship compared to like this most recent one I'm like not even close of a comparison like I, I don't know. It just like was not, it didn't feel the same way. And then college relationships was, are different. Yeah. It felt more of like a convenience relationship rather than like yeah. a real relationship. Uh, I hope no one's listening to this. 
<laughs> none of them. Um, and then <laughs> uh, with my most recent boyfriend, that one was like my first, I would say, like really serious relationship. And that was the one where like I thought we were going to get married. Like I that one definitely was the one where I was like obsessed, like head over heels in love, like just like all the like the stereotypical like movie romance, like relationships, like love stories. Like I felt like I was in that and it was amazing and it was really great the whole time. So I had a relationship where like nothing bad happened. No one fell out of love. No one was like, ah, like this just isn't working. We just kind of had a moment where it was like, we, me and him had very different like values and just like, just, we had some differences with how we wanted to raise kids and like how we wanted to have a family. And those were things that we like couldn't compromise on. And so it was one of those things where we came down to it and we're like, what are we doing if we don't see eye to eye with this future that we have? And so it ended because of that. And it was definitely like the hardest thing I've ever gone through. Because like I said, it was a really good relationship. Like I have nothing bad to say about him. And like, he doesn't have anything bad to say about me. We still have like so much love and like respect for each other. And we haven't gotten no contact. We've definitely talked in the past like eight months um, but it's been, I think throughout these eight months, we've kind of realized like, yeah, we miss each other and we care about each other, but like, we still know that the reason why we broke up was like for the best. So it was definitely really hard. I think it's hard when you break up with someone that you still are like so in love with. And it's like, it's not something that like they did, like they didn't, like they cheated. So I'm like, I deserve better. Right. Or I, you know, it's like, it's just like, it won't work. Like you are too different for the future like maybe right now in our like early 20s late 20s like in our 20s it's good like it's it's good we don't have to worry about these things but like when you think about the future and it just like wasn't gonna work out and so I was kind of like we both were like okay we need to assess this and so yeah it was really 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 hard how did you meet we met at work. So I was working for Accenture after college. So after college, I got like an at corporate job, was working for Accenture. There's um, a like training at Accenture where everyone goes to Chicago to like train for, for work. And so like an orientation. And so I met him at a networking event there. I was there for two weeks training and he was only there for three days. And he was actually based out of a city, uh, Oklahoma, the Oklahoma City office. And I was based out of North Carolina. So we met and we were not living in the same place. Uh, but it was like an instant like, oh my God, I like you. Like it was like literally, like I keep saying, it's like it was like out of a movie where it was like, I just like, we started talking and I was like, I don't ever want to stop talking to you. <laughs> Yeah. And then we like kept talking and then we started visiting each other and then we started dating. Wow. It is so tough going back to what you were saying before when everything just works and it's nothing but love and you have so much respect for each other and it doesn't work out because that makes it so much harder to grieve the relationship. Like you said, it's not like someone cheated. It's there's no anger involved. And mm -hmm. as frustrating as it is, and as hard as it is to be on the flip side of that, where it's like, this person did this to me, like, why would they do that to me? What did I do to deserve this? At least you get to go to that anger phase of yeah. grief and kind of channel that towards like, okay, well, I deserve better. Cause in this situation, how did you even begin to process this? And, and actually backing up, at what point did you both realize that you had these separate values that didn't align? They were always in the back of our minds, I think. Like we always knew that, the, that these things existed and we always knew that we were two like different people when it came down to it. But we just chose to ignore it because everything else was great. You know, it was like, eh, why worry about that? Because like, maybe someone's going to come around later, you know, like you kind of just like hope one of you kind of comes around because right. like, why I don't, I don't want to ruin this, you know? And so I think that's just what it was. Both of us were like, someone will come around and eventually we've had, com we had conversations where it was kind of like, okay, maybe someone can come around, but like, it just, you don't want to change someone. 
and you don't want someone to change for you. And so it, it, even like having those conversations, we were like, this is really silly. Like none of us want to change. Like we don't want to change for someone else and we don't want to change the other person for ourselves. So like what, you know, like how realistic is this? That's so painful. Yeah, it is. It really is. <laughs> it, like my heart really is, is hurting painful. listening to it because so many people want to just find that love that you had and that's what you want. And then when these things get in the way and I get asked questions all the time of like, this person wants kids and I don't, or like, they're not sure if they do, but I definitely do. Like, is it worth pursuing? And I'm like, you need to know definitively what you want and what your values are. Because if you're finding out from day one, that this person doesn't share the same values or goals, like, I think the big three are like, kids, religion, and maybe like, even like, if you believe in marriage, like, I think those are really yeah. the three core things that you need to be aligned on. Oh, politics. Um, yeah. in, in 2023 politics, but that's so hard when you're kind of sitting there like, okay, like maybe I'll change, maybe they'll change. And then just time goes on and life gets more real. And it's like, okay, no. Yeah, I know. I think that's what it was. It was like things were just getting more real. And it was like, oh, you know, like it was like, yeah. that's like, how long can we keep doing this? Do we want to keep doing this? It's just going to be more painful in the end. Was it a mutual breakup or did one of you kind of lead the way and like, a, okay, this isn't going in the direction that we needed to, like we should break up? The second the conversation started, it was pretty like we both understood. It was just like painful. You know, it was kind of like the conversation started and we both knew the answer, but like we didn't want to accept it sort of thing. So yeah. that was kind of like the hard part. Did you have hesitations about the idea of like starting over? Because so many people come to me and they're like, I... I'm in this relationship and like, I feel like it could be it, but I'm also not really sure, but it feels easier to just stay than to, you know, go through this breakup, be single again. Like this idea of like, we all, we all know how hard it is right now in dating and the idea of like avoiding dating just because yeah. it seems easier to stay. Did you, did that thought cross your mind at all? Do you feel like you're at a crossroads in your love life? Maybe you're in the thick of modern dating or you're wondering if the person you're with is your person. Whatever your situation, I have the perfect podcast for you. It's called Dateable, your insider's look into modern dating, hosted by Julie Krafchick and Yue Shu. They talk about it all, from why you're choosing the wrong partner and how to stop, to how to actually go from matching on the app to getting on a date, to securing your anxious attachment and everything in between. Julie and Yue have been on Seeing Other People, and I've been a guest on their podcast too, so if you're looking for a great starting point, check out my episode of Dateable, season 15, episode 10, Is It Chemistry or Anxiety? Guys, this podcast is incredibly relatable, insightful, and oftentimes hilarious. Wherever you start, Dateable will help you feel inspired to date differently and create a love life that works for you. You can subscribe and listen to episodes on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts every Wednesday and Sunday. So check out Dateable and thank me later. Honestly, for this relationship, no, because I was like, I, I, I don't know. I just like... Of course, I didn't even want to think about starting over. Like, I I did think, okay, I, what if I never find anyone that I like as much as him? You know, not even just like, oh, like, find someone. Like, we got along so well. We were, like, best friends. Like, it, it was just not even the romantic aspect of it. Like, that was great, too. But just, like, the pure friendship of it. Like, I was like, what if I never find someone that I get along with that much or that has, like, all the qualities I want? Like, I had, like... I have a long list of qualities that I like in someone. And I'm like, what if like they have like two of these things, but not all of them. And like, you know, and I, I, I constantly compared, like, I definitely thought about that. I was like, oh my God, like what if, but I knew that like realistically I wanted someone that just, we aligned more and he yeah. wanted someone that he aligned with more and we like wished it was each other. But like, it was one of those things where it was like, okay, it's, it's okay that it's not, but like now we kind of have a, 
we both since we have spoken a little bit in the eight months we both have been able to like talk and like reflect and it's we're both like yeah like we set the bar like super high like it's like we both like really set the bar high but that's okay like that's fine like we'll it'll it'll be fine um but I think that's like that's what I thought about but I will say like with my college relationship that the one that was like three years long that one I should have broken up with way earlier and I was with them out of complacency and just convenience and like comfort like that one I can look back and I can like pinpoint the moment when I'm like that should have been the end and it wasn't um and that was because I was so terrified of being single and for some reason even though it's been like 10 years since I've been single I wasn't actually like terrified of that I don't know I don't know why I wasn't but maybe it's because you haven't been you haven't experienced dating (laughs) yeah I haven't I'm not like terrified of it right now with that college relationship like you said looking back you could kind of pinpoint when you should have ended it do you think you knew in that moment or during the time like in the back of your mind do you think you knew it wasn't right or do you think you were kind of just so invested in it that you didn't realize that until later no I think I knew because we did break up we broke up for like I don't know maybe like a month and I'm like we should have never gone back together like that was when we should have now it always goes (laughs) yeah yeah I think getting back together depending on why you break up I think there's obviously exceptions to everything but usually if you on and off relationships I feel like don't work out long term yeah okay four years is a long time to be with someone four years of your 20s is a huge chapter of your life what did your healing process look like from day one like how did you kind of process this and and move on as one person Yeah. So when it happened, I remember my mom and my sister came to Florida because I live in Miami and my family's in North Carolina, came down that night and stayed with me for a week because like I was just a mess. Um, So I had them, which was good because I live alone. And then I also called every, I FaceTimed all my friends and I like just like cried and told them what happened. And I texted all my friends, even friends that I like don't talk to often. I was like, I'm just going to text you and tell you about this because I didn't want, I wanted to like rip the bandaid off and be like super efficient. I was like, I'm going to tell everyone so that like no one asks me about this later, you know? So I'm like right now when I'm feeling the absolute worst is when I'm going to talk about it because in a week, let's say I feel like slightly better one day and then someone asks me, I'm going to crumble. So like, I need to get it out of the way now. So I like went and like texted everyone, called everyone, cried nonstop. It's also good in those moments, like when all you want to do is talk about it and you're willing to talk anyone's ear off who will listen. It's like, let the floodgates open, get it out. I support that method. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. So I just like cried and cried and cried all day. I probably cried for like a week straight. Everything reminded me of him like everything like I cried I remember I had a list on my phone I wrote down everything that made me cry on my phone um because I was like I want to look back at this list and be able to do these things without crying and like that's how I'll know that I'm like a little better and like I've like look how far I've come you know so anytime I cry what's on the list Oh, I still have it. Let me let me pull it up actually cuz let's like look at most- how far Natalie has come. It's literally the most like mundane things that made me cry. Um let's see. Okay, here. I'm Everything a huge list cry. keeper. Like, oh my god, okay, go. <laughs> Everything that makes me cry. Taking out the trash. <laughs> Because he would always take out the trash. (laughs) Um, Thinking about going to a restaurant that I wanted to take him to. Driving past a cool place I would have wanted to go to with him. Finishing a really cool meeting and not sharing it with him. Coming home to an empty apartment. Ordering carne asada at my favorite Mexican restaurant. (laughs) Lots of food things. Um, Thinking about watering the plants. Because he would water my plants opening up the protein powder that he ordered because he had like ordered something to my apartment and then I like opened it up afterwards uh he changed his profile photo on Instagram from us to like of his friends we made some like mugs together so like seeing our mugs um going to the grocery store and coming home by myself <laughs> Those, oh that my was on God. my list that was like everything that I, I probably kept track of it for like first like two weeks um but yeah all of that and it's honestly like 
I can read that and like it makes me like a little sad you know but like I also see that and I'm like wow I'm I've done all of those things without him and for the past eight months and like I've been totally fine and I'm sure you've also done all of those things without even thinking about him now yeah no totally I water my plants I take my trash out I like don't (laughs) don't even think about him I like when I see a cool restaurant I'm like oh I text my girlfriends and I'm like let's go to this place you know so it's it has been a lot easier. Yeah. It takes time, but you'll mm-hmm. get there for anyone who's listening. Yeah. Cause you got there and I've been there and I've gotten there and yeah, it is so hard. I, I actually think it's like so incredible and beautiful and wonderful that you kept that list so that you can see your growth and that you can see, you know, even if you're ever going through something like a breakup or something really, really difficult in your future, you can look back at that and say like, okay, I got through all of this and that means I can get through what I'm going through now. Yep, exactly. And I always think like me documenting it, like me talking about it on a podcast, me coming on this podcast, me making a YouTube video about it. I'm like, I was, I was, went through a phase when I was like watching all of that content. Like I was watching like breakup videos and like all of this stuff. Cause I just like wanted to feel less alone. And I remember one of my best friends went through a really horrible breakup like three years ago it was probably the worst breakup of I've ever seen anyone go through. And I I was there for her, like when she was going through it, like I had her, like she stayed at my apartment for a few weeks. Like it was like, I really saw her through like the beginning of it. Yeah. And I always think like, if she could go through that, I could go through literally anything. Cause this is not even close to that. And like, I always think about that. And so I hope people can like listen to this or like see this, like all of these things that made me cry and like all this stuff. And like, you might be going through that right now, but it will get so much better later on. And like time does heal. Of course, there are moments when you, you know, it's like, I always say healing isn't linear. Like there are moments, even probably like a month ago, I was crying about it, you know? And like, I think it's also because we haven't been fully no contact. So that's always a little harder, but still like, I, it does still like affect me, not as much as it did when it happened, but like, you're going to go through like ups and downs, but overall, I I can say both of us are doing so much better. It's really crazy how you have no idea how strong you are until you're faced with something like this. Yeah. Yeah. Because it's, I would not like heartbreak is the worst pain. Like I remember that first week, especially like I felt like I wanted to die. Like it was like yeah. the worst pain physically, mentally, emotionally. Like it's crazy at how almost everyone goes through that at some point, you know? And that also helped me a lot. I was just thinking, I was like, everyone goes through stuff like this. Like everyone goes through a bad breakup and they're okay. And like, if everyone goes through it, I know I can too. This just sucks. Like, it's just like it it just really sucks and there's no other way to put it. I always think about like, you know, we fall and and get a cut, we get bruised, we get sick, we break bones. Like there's ways to heal all of that, but there's no like medical cure for a broken heart. And I would fucking do anything (laughs) for somebody to invent that. Yeah, it literally is the worst pain. Like, I just remember my mom and my sister being here, and, like, I cried at every – like, I was just, like – I would be fine for, like, an hour, and I would be, like, you know what, fine. Like, listening to music in the car, driving them, talking about something, and then all all of a sudden I'd be, like, really quiet in the back seat, and they'd turn around, and I'm just, like (laughs) – like, just, like, crying, like – for no reason. I I remember I had like a really important meeting that week. We broke up on Monday, I want to say. And like Wednesday, I had like a really important meeting with a with an investor that was still in the process of raising money. And I remember I was like, okay, I have to put myself together. I have to be fine. So I did the meeting. I was like, great. Like, honestly, it was a great meeting. Like I was like on it. The second I walked out and I went into my mom's car crying. Like it was like, I was like, yeah. okay, I can, I can release and I can cry. But it's crazy that like, <laughs> I was like, dang, I can't believe I even did that. Like I was able to like put myself together for an hour and like be okay for that one hour. And then survival mode. Yeah. It's like really weird how we can do that. (laughs) (laughs) Did you ever in the time that you were kind of processing and healing second guess your decision to break up? 
Yeah, I think that's totally normal. Because I was like, what if, I think that's when the doubt hits in, where it's like, what if I never find someone I like that much? Like, he's amazing. What if I don't find that? Like, I was like, oh my God. And I'm, I just turned 27. So I'm in my late 20s now. And I, I feel like a lot of people- I still count 27 as mid. I think (laughs) 20 to 20, like three is early. And then 24. Three and a half to 27 and a half is mid. (laughs) I'm about to turn 29, so I'm definitely late, which is scary. (laughs) But no, I think you're still in your mid 20s. Depends who you're talking to. Listen, if you're talking to someone like like work related, you're in your late 20s. If you're talking to someone else, you're in your mid 20s. All right, we'll go with that. So being in my mid to late 20s, teetering on the edge, um, (laughs) I feel like a lot of times I've talked to people where they're like, I'm just, I don't want to break up with them because I'm like, I'm 27, I'm 28, I'm 29. And like, I don't want to have to date again and start over. Like you're at the age where you want to get married. You want to have start, start having kids. Thankfully, I actually never thought about that. Like, I wasn't like, oh my God, I'm about to be 27 and I'm going to be single. Because if you think about that, like, if you know that that is not your person or you're having doubts or you're having hesitations, you are only wasting more time and like kicking the can down the road. Because, okay, let's say you're 28 and you know it's not the right person and so you're not breaking up with them. What happens when you break up at 31? Like, that's a lot older than, than 28. And I'm not saying 31 is old at all, but I'm saying if you already knew back when you were 28 like why waste your time and keep doing it or like or let's say you know that that's not the one but you're gonna go with it and you get engaged and you get married and then you're divorced by 35 or 40 and like yeah like think about that like I always try to like stress that I'm like yes right now scary dating ah like guys suck whatever but like eventually you're either gonna end up unhappy or you're gonna get divorced or you're gonna break up down the line like those are the only three options because it's not going to work out and you know it. So it's like, I'm like, just do it now. Just <laughs> yeah. And, and why like hold yourself back from finding someone who is really your person? You know, like if there's something and you already know that there is something about this person where they're not it, that just means that there is somebody so much more right for you out there. Like your person is still out there and you may as well start the process of finding them instead of putting it off and getting deeper into this where you feel more comfortable and more secure and it gets even harder to leave. What happens Mm -hmm. when there are kids involved? Ah, exactly. I always think about that. So I'm like, I always try to tell my friends, I'm like the the first one to be like, break up. <laughs> I'm, like, <laughs> break up. I'm like, you're asking these types of questions, like end things. Like it's, it's over. It's yeah. Over. <laughs> yeah. Okay. When did you know, or when did you feel like you were ready to start dating again? Was there a timeline you gave yourself of like, okay, at this point I'm going to do it. Or was there a feeling you had or like a, Oh, that person's attractive. Oh, wait, did I just actually think that? Like, what was that like for you? Yeah. So it was, I remember three months down the line, I posted a YouTube video or like three months after I posted a YouTube video about like what it's been like the first three months. And I was like, I can't even imagine myself dating. I can't think about dating. Like at that point, I was still very much like grieving. I was like, I am not ready. Four months down the line. So just a month after that video, I remember so clearly it was my very first, it was the first day going to Mexico or it was like the day before going to Mexico. I don't know. Some, at some point, like in December, I was like, for the very first time, like, I don't want to date. Like, I'm not like looking, but I was like, I feel like. I could go on a date with someone like I don't know what it was it was just like a feeling and I remember telling my friend that I had no one in mind I had not met anyone I had not like thought about anyone there was no one I was thinking about I wasn't on dating apps or anything I was just like I feel like I'm ready like I'm not ready for a relationship but I feel like I'm ready to just like talk to guys you know and like entertain it you know and so that was the very first time I actually thought that and then at the end of that month I went on my first date um, with someone that I had met in person and it didn't like end up going anywhere, but like it was good. Like it wasn't like a horror story or anything like that. Um, And I was just like proud of myself for like putting myself out there, I think. And since then I haven't gone on any dates, but 
Um, I feel like for me, it was one of those things that I was like allowing myself to do that. And I was proud of myself for that rather than with like, like, I'm still not on dating apps. I'm not like, I just, I'm not ready for that. I think like I'm, or not that I'm not ready. I think I just, I don't necessarily, I'm not putting myself out there in a way where I'm like searching for it. But if it comes and I meet someone that I like vibe with, then great. And I'm ready for that. So I'm kind of just like enjoying being single right now. Okay. I want to dive into that because I think that is something that specifically my listeners struggle with the most enjoying being single and having fun with it and going with the flow versus feeling like, okay, I need to put all of my effort into finding somebody and dating sucks. And I hate the dating apps. And like, if I don't meet somebody tomorrow, then you know, what, when will I, how have you been able to stay in this mindset of like, I'm just going to see what happens and like not putting pressure on yourself. Yeah. So I really, I just started hanging out with a lot of like girlfriends here lately. And I was never someone because I've always been in a relationship. I've never been the biggest like girl's girl in the sense of like having girlfriends. Like I've always like wanted girlfriends, but when you're in a relationship, it's harder to maintain, I think, close friendships. Like I think just like, it's just harder overall. So I, at when we broke up, I was like texting my friends here and I was like, we need girls nights. We need to hang out. Like I just like needed distractions and they were there for me. And I will like literally be grateful to, for them like forever because they like, I feel like saved me in a way. Um, so the, I just started hanging out with my girlfriends way more. Half of my girlfriends here are single. Half of them aren't. So I think that helps the fact that like a lot of them are single here and we just have fun. Like, we're just like, we go out and we're not going out to like, look for guys. Like when me and my friends go out, like, we're never like, okay, we need to go out. We need to find like the hottest guys here. Like, we're just like going out and dancing and having fun. And that's it. Like, I don't care if there's, I don't care if the bar is full of girls. I don't care if it's full of guys. I don't care if it's full of cute guys, ugly guys, like whatever. Like, I'm just there to like, have fun with my girlfriends. And I think sometimes I'll go out with some friends where they go out and their one mission is to meet someone. And then it like doesn't work, I feel like. And I'm not saying I've met a lot of people going out with my friends. I actually haven't. So I'm not saying like, oh, it works for me. But I have more fun, I think, because I'm not looking necessarily versus like constantly being there and like scanning the room and like seeing who's there and seeing who you want to go up to and talk to. Like, surely like do that and that's fine. But I just have so much more fun when I'm just like out with my girlfriends hanging out. And I've actually like met people that way, you know, because I feel like you don't, you're not like trying to impress anyone. You're just kind of having fun with your own friends and with yourself. And then hope people can see that energy and like, then they'll go up to you or they'll, you know, just don't like close yourself off to it. Like, we're not like, oh, like if a guy comes up, like, don't speak to me, you know, it's not that, but it's like, that's not why we, that's not why we do things. And that's not why we like hang out and we just have so much fun together. So I think having a good group of friends is like one of the best ways to like have fun being single and they don't have to be single but just like hang out with your friends more and like don't make guys or girls whoever you're trying to get their attention don't make that the center of like your existence or like why you do things I'm so glad you said that because I think so many people and I 1000% used to be this way are guilty of going out with the only intention for the night being to meet somebody. And I remember doing that where if I would go out with my friends, like get all dressed up, like pregame, go out to a bar, wherever. And I didn't meet someone in my mind. The night was a fail. Yeah. I used to be that way too. And now I'm like, wait, I just want to go to a place that has good music and I can dance. And like, that's it. Like, it's funny because I was in New York this past weekend and my friends that I was with, they don't drink. And so like I, but they, one of my friends like loves going out. Like she loves going out, but she doesn't drink and she just likes to go out and dance. And so she was like, okay, where do we go in New York? I could not think of a bar to take her to (laughs) because I'm like, I don't know. Like every time I would go out here when I was living in New York, it was just like a tiny little bar with like good vibes, you know, but like you have a drink, you're looking around the room, you're seeing who's there, you know, it's not that environment where you're just like having fun, having fun. Yeah. And so I'm like, I truly do not know where to take you. (laughs) Like we went to 310 Bowery. I don't know if you've been Mm -hmm. there. 
which I honestly thought that was so much fun. And we danced the entire night. No one came up to us. It was amazing. It was like, we were just like having so much fun by the DJ booth. Like she like got the DJ's Instagram. Cause she's like, I love oh you. God. Like you have to, <laughs> like, I want to go wherever you're like DJing next. Um, and so it was just so much fun. But like, I think, it, it's weird because like in New York, I like didn't even know where to take her. I was like, I feel like every bar here, it's just like a place where you just try to like have a good meet vibe people. and like meet someone. Yeah. Right. Right. And and to your point before of like, when you're having a good time, I mean, though this didn't happen in this specific occasion, like when you're having a good time, you're like radiating positivity. People can tell that you're somebody who wanted to go and like have fun. And instead of, you know, entering a night with your mission being like, let's meet somebody, enter your night with your friends with a mission of let's have fun. Because guess what? You like probably had a really hard week and you deserve to have so much fun with your friends. And those are the nights that you're going to look back on and remember, you know, you're not going to look back on a night where you like maybe got drunk and like made out with somebody random like even yeah. if in your mind like that's a success like you're not gonna look back and like think highly of that you know you're not gonna look back and right. remember that as a night with your friends right and also like to me guys that are approaching girls at bars with the sole intention of just taking them home I'm like you don't want that I either don't, I don't want that like I'm like no if you come up to me because you're like that she looks fun she looks like she's like has such like positive Down. energy whatever yeah or yeah like I'm like okay come up to me because you think that I'm like a good person and you want to get to know me not because you think that like oh she's hot let me take her home like that's like I don't want to speak to you if that's your intention. So I'd rather no yeah. one come up to me. And I feel like, and I, I hate when people are like, you're not going to meet your husband at a bar. Cause you never know. I mean, you're at a bar. Like it's not like bad people are at bars, you know, but I think you can very easily sus like suss out if someone is just trying to take you home versus like, wanting to get to know you. And it's hard to get to know someone at a bar, but it's not impossible. So it just, just feel it out. I also think if you, if you get into that situation, you're just not sure, or maybe it's even having that mindset of like, my intention is to have fun with my friends and not go home with somebody. Then sure. You meet somebody, you can just give them your number and let it play yeah. out from there. You don't have to go home with them or, you know, hook up with them that night just because you think that's the mission. Like, no, you're still out to have fun with your friends and you can give this person your number and see what happens from there. And I think that's a much, much better approach totally and also like if you want to do it then do it like do whatever you want to do but don't yeah. do something because you think that that's gonna get someone to like you or you think that that's like the what you need to do like it's like yeah you don't need to no. do that at all All you need to so. do is be yourself and and go with what feels right to you exactly yeah no, all right totally. a few listener questions first one do you believe in right person wrong time I do. Yeah, I definitely think so. I think like sometimes you can meet someone maybe in high school or in college and you guys are like so great together, but you're just at different points in life where it's like maybe you're a long distance and you don't want to be. Maybe you want to be single for college. Maybe, you know, you're moving across the country and they're not or whatever. I think that that exists. But I think when you get back together, if you get back together, you need to like really make sure that it was just timing and not other things. Cause I think we can cloud like, uh, like once you break up with someone or once you separate from someone, it's like, Oh, but they were amazing. They were so great. And like you ignore everything bad about it. So like, make sure you aren't doing that. And also I don't think you should hold on to someone just because of that either. Like if I I'm kind of like cheesy where I'm like, if it's meant to be, it will be, you know, it will, yeah. it will work out. So don't like, be like, oh, he's the right person. I just like the wrong time. If you're like trying to force it so much, then it's probably not meant to be. Yeah, I I feel very mixed about this. I think because to your point, yeah, maybe you could get back together and it could work, but I don't know. I feel like if it, if it's like right person, wrong time, ultimately is the wrong person yeah, because I can see that. if. If it was right, then it would be right. And I mean, it's so interesting. Like Jake and I had previously matched on Hinge like almost a year before we met. And we always say, not always, we don't talk about this on a daily basis, but we've talked about it. And we're like, had we 
gone out on a date then, we wouldn't have worked out because it wasn't the right time. But had we gone on a date, then it wouldn't have worked out. It's not like we would have been like, oh, it's the wrong time for us. Let's revisit this in a year. Like it just would have been wrong. But we're very glad that we did not end up talking, even though we had matched and gone out because that led us to where we were now. But I think there are so many times where I, you know, I used, like you said, like I used right person, wrong time kind of as an excuse to hold on or to think like, oh, well, it's not working out now with all these other people because it was supposed to work out with that person and they're my person. And you really have this like rose colored glasses view on someone when at the end of the day, you're not even seeing all of the reasons why it's actually wrong. Yeah. I think it it is very tricky. I, I think that like, like you said, like it could be just wrong and you're like using that as an excuse and don't, don't force something like if a relationship is really hard in the beginning and you guys are just dating that is not the one for you i'm sorry right agreed sorry if that's harsh but if you and your boyfriend are thinking about going to like couples therapy and you're breaking up all the time and you're doing like when when do you break up then because like boyfriend and girlfriend stage should be when you're like really really happy and like you want to spend the rest of your life with this person and then when you're married I feel like, okay, you don't throw in the towel right away. Like you work on things, you go to couples therapy, you do things because like you made that commitment to each other. Boyfriend and girlfriend period dating, you're trying to just see if you guys get along and like if you want to spend the rest of your life with this person, why would you force it? Like I just, I don't understand that. And I have friends that have done that. I have, I know people that do that and I'm like, let it go. Like you will find someone else. It should not be that hard this early. Yeah. It shouldn't be tumultuous. It shouldn't be like tears every other night, breaking up, getting back together feeling. And and it's so hard because it's like, Oh, like, well, we're fighting for us. Like we want it to work out. So like, we're willing to go through these ups and downs, but it shouldn't be that hard. And life only gets harder from here. Exactly. And like, I don't, that's not love. Like that is not love when you're constantly like fighting and constantly like sad and you're pretty much never happy. And the only reason you're together is because you're scared to be alone. Like that's not love. Agreed. Next question. Almost all of my cousins are in serious long-term relationships. One is married. I try not to think about it, but I feel like I'm going to always be the single cousin. Any advice on how to not feel down about this? One, I don't think that you will always be the single cousin. And I also think like, I always say like, I'd rather be single forever than like with the wrong person. And so if you haven't found the right person, like, thank God you're not in a bad relationship. You know, like, thank God you're not with someone that you're not meant to be with, that you're not going through heartbreak, that you're not, you know, like, I think that I would rather be single than do all of that. And so I also think that people... I feel like people have these like big grand plans. Like they're like, Oh my God, I'm, I'm 28. It's going to take me a year to meet someone. Then I want to date them for three years. Then I want to get engaged for one year. Then I want, Oh my God, then I'm going to be 35. Yeah. And I'm like, let all of that go. Like for me, I'm like, I could meet someone and literally be engaged within a year because like, who knows? Like, I'm like, I don't know. I'm not going to put a timeline on myself anymore. Like I was in a four year relationship and I was very happy with that like no I'm, I'm not saying I like wanted to get engaged like both of us were not ready for that but it doesn't there's no like formula like it's like I could literally meet someone and be like you are the love of my life and I'm gonna get married to you in the next year or six months or whatever it is and then other times like I don't know you might meet someone tomorrow like it doesn't take long yep. to you never know. find a connection yeah yeah like, and I, I think, think if you if you long. kind of if you define yourself, if you start saying, I am the single cousin, and I will always be the single cousin, then I'm trying to learn more about manifesting and putting things out there, you guys, then you're literally putting it out there that you're always going to be the single cousin. And in a way, you're like, subconsciously closing yourself off to organic opportunities to meet somebody. A 100%. And like, don't focus so much on relationships. And it's hard because I'm sure your family probably asks, Oh, do you, have you found anyone like that gone on any dates? Like I'm, that's a very innocent question that always gets brought up. Um, and so it's constant reminder, but try not to like focus on your relationship status 
and focus more on just like yourself and your goals and the things you want to do and when someone comes and like enriches your life and makes you better or makes you know your life better that's when you can let them in but like don't hold your life because you want to find someone first Absolutely. And if somebody at a family dinner asks like, oh, have you got any dates? Like, oh no, I haven't found anyone that I'm excited to go on a date with, but I'm so excited about this new apartment that I might be renting or buying. And I had this amazing thing happen to me at work. And, you know, like my friend was really struggling with something and I helped her through it. Like there's so many other things about you that matter and that make you who you are. And it like your relationship status is truly the least interesting thing about you. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Change the subject like that. And like, yeah, exactly. All right. One more. Natalie, how long did it take for you to remove your ex's stuff from your place slash phone slash life? If ever, we know he hasn't been removed from your phone slash life, but from your place. Let's start. Yeah. Hasn't, I haven't, um, deleted any photos or anything like, on anything but I've never done that so like I've just never been the person to do that um it's funny because he's not very like active on social media so his tagged photos are like just me (laughs) so (laughs) so it's like really funny seeing that um but yeah I I haven't removed him from my phone at all um but from my apartment it was that the week that we broke up I put everything underneath like this the second bathroom sink like not the one that I use so I have the Mm -hmm. mugs there I have my mom hid like the photo of us that I had somewhere here so like like all of that was gone the first week I was like I just don't want to see it like I don't I don't want to see it but I didn't have too much it was just like a photo and then some things that we made together and that was it but I haven't deleted photos. I don't think I'll ever delete the photos. I'm like, that was such yeah. a good time. They're memories. In my life. Yeah, totally. I, don't, I know that when I'm older, I will want to look back at those and like, I don't want to delete them. So I'm yeah. never going to delete them. My last question for you, and this is my favorite question to ask, is what is the best piece of dating or relationship advice you've ever received? Oh, um, Hmm, okay. I guess one for like breakups is that the time heals all. And then, cause I think that's really true. I don't know dating advice. I guess I would just say like kind of what we were talking about is it should be easy. Like it really shouldn't be complicated. And I think we complicate life so much and we complicate relationships so much. And when you are dating it shouldn't feel that way. I'm not saying you should never fight. You shouldn't, you know, but I think in your gut, you know, if something is right or wrong and trust that and like, don't force it and don't try to change someone. And don't like, if someone is kind of like, if someone that quote, that's like when someone shows them who you are or shows you who they are, believe them. Believe them. If someone is disrespecting you that is who they are if someone is telling you hey I have a fear of commitment I don't know if I'm ever going to be able to commit to you they are telling you then and there they will never commit to you so run if that's like do not don't hold on like I'm saying I don't know I I don't know if I'll ever be able to commit that that is them saying I will not ever be able to commit to you like don't hold on to that one percent of like well they said they don't know which means there's a chance Yeah. And like, don't try to change people. I think so often we get in relationships and we fall in love with like the idea of the person and we fall in love with like these like few moments that were good. Like, oh, well, our first date was so uh, magical. And then everything after that sucked. And I'm like, okay, like just because there's a lot, there's good does not mean that you ignore the bad. Like a lot of times the bad is what is like, even if there's more good than bad, if the bad is really bad, don't like get out you know like I I have so many people that I know that have been like yeah like we fight all the time you know it's toxic they've cheated like all of this stuff but he apologized but they brought me flowers he bought me flowers and he's so and I'm like I don't care like that's like it's like oh this only happens like once every few months the rest of the time it's great I'm like no, that is not great. <laughs> so yeah, just you don't like, want to be sitting there like when you're 70 or like on your deathbed being like, well, our first date was great. And like, sometimes they were nice to me. And like, sometimes it was worth it. Like, no, 
that's not what we're doing here. Exactly. And so it's like, just trust your gut. And also, like, if someone shows you who they are, just believe them. I think believe that's like them. the biggest thing. Beautiful. Natalie, thank you so much for being here. Where can everybody find you? Thanks for having me. I've never actually done like an in-depth dating podcast before. Um, you were like a natural. Personal... You were great. Oh, thank you. Since my like, I, I talked about my breakup like when we first broke up on my podcast, and I think that's probably the most open I've been. And then this is like the same level of openness. Like I haven't talked about a lot yeah. of these things. So thanks for bringing How it out feel? of me. It felt good, like, because it's stuff I talk about with my friends, and, like, we're friends, so it just feels normal talking to you about it, Um, and then I'm like, oh, how many people are listening to this? (laughs) But, yeah, no, um, you can find me at Natalie Barbu across all social media platforms, so YouTube, Instagram, TikTok, and then my podcast is The Real Real Podcast, which I need to have you on again for, like, a part two, because it was so long since we did it. Anytime. Yeah. And then my the company, like if you're a content creator and you want to manage your content, you can download Rella on the app store. Do it, do it, do it. All right, guys, I'll have all of that linked in the show notes. And Natalie, thank you again so much. And to everyone who tuned in, thank you for listening. Send this episode to a friend, a coworker, a dog walker, a cousin who needs to hear it. And I will talk to you guys next time. Lots of love. Thanks for listening, daters. I hope today's episode made you feel just a little bit less alone out there, no matter what your status might be. Give your finger a break from swiping and hit that follow and review button instead. And if you have any burning questions or want to share your own dating heart, stories, reach out to seeingotherpeoplepodcast at gmail.com. And in the meantime, keep on seeing other people. Mads, I am obsessed with our brand pillars. You mean vagina sweat, good branding, and being Jewish blooded queens, Scout? Uh, sure, but not quite. I love that OKSIS podcast and our sisterhood is made up of women who are down for main character energy only, who take care of their mental health, and who are standing in their personal power as entrepreneurs. Oh, yeah, that too, Scout, that too. We should probably introduce ourselves. Hello, everyone. I am Mads. And I am Scout. And we are sisters IRL. Join us on OKSIS Podcast every Monday for some sisterly banter, nourishing mental health, a whole lot of silliness, and inspiring interviews from the raddest female guests in the game. We promise it'll be a good time. As long as you don't get too loud, Mads. Welcome to the sisterhood!